0: blatant racist passages that remain in Mormon scriptures. Next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? A few weeks ago, we did a program presenting the anti-polygamy passages that are in the Book of Mormon. This time we're going to present many of the passages that remain in today's Book of Mormon that bear witness to their historical racism. It's amazing how the Book of Mormon, in so many ways, is actually anti-Mormon.
1: It is interesting, isn't
0: it? It's shocking when you really start finding it. It has actually very little contemporary Mormon doctrine in it, and certainly the foundational doctrines of Mormonism are not there, including a commandment to practice polygamy. There are several ways we can connect Mormonism's racist history with our topic of polygamy. For example, in the early days, the Mormon men were commanded to go out and take plural wives of the Native yeah. Americans that they called Lamanites. And they, what they did was they preached that Mormon righteousness would be brought to the Native Americans through polygamy. Yeah. And then they would be worthy and were promised their skins would turn white. This is one of their... Um, many false doctrines, <laughs> and it is one way that it connects with the polygamy
1: yeah, a topic that we focus polyam- on.
0: Yeah. We receive responses from viewers who express their shock at, at what they learn about the foundational beliefs of Mormonism, and racism and polygamy tops the list. Yeah. Many Mormons, especially the youth, haven't got a clue of what some of the beliefs of early Mormon actually were, uh, simply because the church leaders and the historians whitewashed their original teachings. Boyd Packer said, Truth isn't useful or uplifting. (laughs) Well, the truth of early Mormonism certainly isn't uplifting. But isn't it important to know the roots of our religion? Yeah. Today's polygamists are better taught or shall we say better indoctrinated with foundational Mormon doctrine than their LDS counterparts are. And many people who flee Mormonism do so because they discovered the truth about early Mormonism and realize that they have been lied to all their lives by the very men who are supposed to be honorable, truthful, and trustworthy. Perhaps Boyd Packer and others didn't know or don't care that truth really matters. (laughs) One person
1: said this, we quote, Off of a Facebook page, It's amazing that people will support Joseph Smith, whom they never knew, as a divine prophet from 190 years ago, while family, friends, and colleagues who actually lived and worked with Joseph Smith knew him as a criminal profiteer and a religious deceiver.
0: I loved that quote. It's so true. Um, And of course, that's indoctrination. Racial slurs and passages remain in LDS, Mormon books, that they call scripture despite the 1978 changes of their racist doctrine. But the polygamists continue to hold on to Original Mormon racist Ideas. And Bishop Pearl and I are going to present many of these passages that have been in the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price from its beginning and are still there to this day. Books that polygamists and LDS value and respect much higher than they do the Bible. We're going to quote from comments made uh, by John Whitefield in his book, The Mormon Delusion. Uh, volume 2, chapter 13 of his book has a section entitled, quote, White and Delightsome or Black and Cursed?
1: What a title.
0: <laughs> First, we quote from 2 Nephi, chapter 30, verse 6.
1: And then shall they rejoice, for they shall know that it is a blessing unto them from the hand of God, and their scales of darkness shall begin to fall from their eyes, And many generations shall not pass away among them, save that they shall be a white and a delightsome people. 1830 Book of Mormon.
0: 1830 (laughs) Book of Mormon. Now, the printer's manuscript, the 1831st published edition, and the second 1837 edition all have the words white and delightsome. However, the 1840 third edition of the Book of Mormon and the 1981 edition changed it to pure and delightsome. Yeah. So we ask, why the changes? Didn't God get it right the first time? Or maybe it was Joseph Smith who got it wrong the first time, and if so, what else did he get wrong? The Book of Mormon has been bragged about to be the most correct book on the planet, yet almost 4,000 corrections have been made to it. And frankly, It needs many more corrections, (laughs) including its racism, which needs to be removed. We quote from Mormon chapter 9, verse 6.
1: It says, O then ye unbelieving, turn ye unto the Lord, cry mightily unto the Father in the name of Jesus, that perhaps ye may be found spotless, pure, fair, and white, having been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb at that great and last day.
0: There it is again
1: pure and white.
0: (laughs) Now they use four words here to describe the condition of these people. One, spotless, pure, fair and white. Now defenders of Joseph Smith claim the word white isn't referring to skin color but to purity. If that were true, the four words would read like this, spotless, pure, fair and pure. (laughs) That doesn't make sense, does it? Not really. (laughs) Whitefield says this.
1: Do we suppose God is suffering from senile dementia and actually repeated Himself, possibly up to as many as four times? I think not. But then it really makes no more difference than it makes sense to argue the meaning of the word as the whole idea of the Lamanites and Native Americans become white-skinned is a firmly established doctrine.
0: Well, it's very clear that Mormon speakers and the Mormon scriptures used the word white in each context to describe the skin color of the righteous. We need to add here that none of this kind of teachings comes from the God of the Bible. Humans and some religions will embrace prejudices, but God doesn't. We want to look at other passages that remain in the Book of Mormon that are dogmatically racist and remain in their book these many years after 1978.
1: Yeah, still in there. And this is one from 1 Nephi 12, 23. And it came to pass that I beheld, after they had dwindled in unbelief, they became a dark and loathsome and a filthy people, full of idleness and all manner of abominations. So we have...
0: That they're turning dark here.
1: Yeah.
0: And First Nephi 13, 50, 15 says, quote, And I beheld the Spirit of the Lord, that it was upon the Gentiles, and they did prosper and obtain the land for their inheritance. And I beheld that they were white and exceedingly fair and beautiful, like unto my people, before they were slain.
1: <laughs> and this from Second Nephi 5, 21 through 23 and he had caused the cursing to come upon them, yea, even a sore cursing because of their iniquity. For behold, they had hardened their hearts against him, that they had become like unto flint. Wherefore, as they were wide and exceedingly fair and delightsome, that they might not be enticing unto my people, the Lord God did cause a skin of blackness to come upon them. And thus saith the Lord God, I will cause that they shall be loathsome unto thy people." Say they shall repent of their iniquities, and cursed be the seed of him that mixeth with their seed, for they shall be cursed even with the even with the same cursing. And the Lord spake it, and it was done.
0: Now w- all of this is supposedly coming from the mouth of the Lord. That's what the passage says. That's what it's so they can't
1: they can't say it's the Lord. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. They can't say it was folklore, right? No. Here the Mormon God has caused their white skin to become black, so that his people, who are white
1: mix,
0: would you know? would would not find them enticing. Right. And they'd find them loathsome instead of enticing, and therefore keep them pure. <laughs> well, this is a slur on God. It isn't scientific, and it's a lie, and you'll never find anything like that in the Bible. The the Mormon prophets, who are supposed to be God's mouthpiece, who are supposed to be seers and revelators of truth, never to lead the people astray, yet have preached and taught that dark skin was a sign of sin and filthiness and of being under God's curse, and that is a lie. The doctrine was not folklore as today's whitewashed Mormonism would have us believe. And Mormon polygamists continue to believe and teach that, the original racist fundamental Mormon doctrine. That's Brigham Young completely agreed with the curse of dark skin. In 1859, he said this.
1: Yeah, from the Journal of Discourses. You may inquire of the intelligent of the w- world whether they can tell why the Aborigines of this country are dark, loathsome, ignorant, and sunken into the depths of degradation. When the Lord has a people, He makes covenants with them, and gives unto them promises. Then, if they transgress His law, change His ordinances, and break His covenants He has made with them, He will put a mark on them, as in the case of the Lamanites and other portions of the house of Israel. But, by and by, they will become a white and delightsome people."
0: So here we have them, chameleons, you yeah. know, back and forth, black and white. It's ridiculous. Again,
1: very scientific. <laughs>
0: right, very, yeah. This, this was 1859. Now, five years earlier in 1854, he preached that the day was coming when the Lamanite skin would turn white, we yeah. quote.
1: They began to thirst for each other's blood and massacred each other from generation to generation until they sunk into wickedness and evil principles, the most degrading, and have become loathsome and vile. Still the curse will be removed from them before it will be removed from the children of Judah, and they will become a white and delightsome people.
0: So there you have
1: it. Great promise.
0: Yeah, more white and delightsome comments by Mormon prophets. There are many more racist passages in current LDS Scripture, and we'll quote some of them more as we move forward. We're not going to quote them all. There's
1: yeah, really a, a lot. lot of them, but these are from Jacob chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 and 8 and 9. Behold, the Lamanites, your brethren, whom ye hate because of their filthiness and the cursing which hath come upon their skins, are more righteous than you. For they have not forgotten the commandment of the Lord, which was given unto our Father." That they should have, save it were, one wife, and concubines they should have none, and there should not be whoredoms committed among them. O my brethren, I fear that unless you shall repent of your sins, that their skins will be whiter than yours, when ye shall be brought with them before the throne of God. Wherefore, a commandment I give unto you, which is the word of God, that ye revile no more against them because of the darkness of their skins neither shall ye revile against them because of their filthiness. But ye shall remember your own filthiness, and remember that their filthiness came because of their fathers.
0: So he's saying that this darker skin is generational because of the sinfulness and and of the curse. Now he is connecting polygamy with part of the filthiness and the sinfulness in in this passage, certainly. Uh, It's interesting that the Book of Mormon presents polygamy as evil, but the Doctrine and Covenants describes it as being righteous. (laughs) Our next quote is from Alma.
1: Yeah, I'm on chapter 3, 6 through 10. And the skins of the Lamanites were dark according to the mark which was set upon their fathers, which was a curse upon them because of their transgression and their rebellion against their brethren. And their brethren sought to destroy them, therefore they were cursed. And the Lord God set a mark upon them, yea, upon Laman and Lemuel, and also the sons of Ishmael and the Ishmaelitish women." And this was done that their seed might be distinguished from the seed of their brethren, that thereby the Lord God might preserve his people, that they might not mix and believe in incorrect traditions which would prove their destruction. And it came to pass that whosoever did mingle his seed with that of the Lamanites did bring the same curse upon his seed. Therefore whosoever suffered himself to be led away by the Lamanites was called under that head And there was a mark set upon him. So there's
0: again, he brings this mark and the mark being the dark skin. And he repeats himself redundantly uh, (laughs) through these passages. They taught that dark skin was a mark that God had put on people as a curse because of their transgression and rebellion, going clear back to Cain. And in verse 10 here, if you're white and you're led away uh, into the Lamanite tradition, your skin will turn dark. Who has ever witnessed that happen?
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think so. Evidently humanity has the capacity for their skins to turn white or dark depending upon their works of righteousness. Isn't science something that can be observed? Yeah. I think that's part of it. Uh, here's a passage telling us that when the curse is lifted, their skin becomes white.
1: Yeah, and so many Lamanites, I mean, listened and read this and mm. probably believed oh, it. I, I can't even understand
0: how they would feel reading these things.
1: Yeah, from Third Nephi 2, 14 through 16. And it came to pass that those Lamanites who had united with the Nephites were numbered among the Nephites, and their curse was taken from them. And their skin became white like unto the Nephites, and their young men and their daughters became exceedingly fair, and they were numbered among the Nephites, and they were called Nephites.
0: So they were righteous people, and they were white people, and the dark skinned were the Lamanites, and they married white white Nephites, and so they too became white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. This is so bad. And in nineteen seventy-eight, when the LDS lifted the curse, no one's turned skin no one's skin turned white. No. The next verse from the Book of Mormon explains that their skin is dark because of their unbelief and idolatry.
1: Mormon 5.15, For this people shall be scattered, and shall become a dark, and a filthy, and a loathsome people, beyond the description of that which ever hath been amongst us, yea, even that which hath been among the Lamanites, and this because of their unbelief and idolatry.
0: So again, we have the, the, the filthiness and the darkness right. of, of the unrighteous. Joseph Smith makes them, as you go through the Book of Mormon, their skin gets darker and darker and darker as he moves through the narrative. Curiously, there are billions of Caucasians through time uh, who do not believe in God or in Jesus as the Savior. Uh, they are idolaters, but their skin never changes color unless they sit in the sun too long. <laughs> You know? So that that cannot be true passage anyway. Spencer W. Kimball was the 12th LDS church president, and he said that he could observe the skins of the Lamanites who were converted to Mormonism and that they were actually turning white. Now, of course, that's nonsense. Being Mormon can never cause anyone's skin to change color or a lighter shade, but that is what he said.
1: Yeah, this is from the what was the Ensign, the Improvement Era back in 1960. <clears throat> the Indian people are fast becoming a white and delightsome people, as they were promised. The children in the home placement program in Utah are often lighter than their brothers and sisters in the Hogans on the reservation. At one meeting, a father and mother and their 16-year-old daughter were present, the little member girl, 16, sitting between her the dark father and mother, and it was evident she was s- several <laughs> shades lighter than her parents on the same reservation in the same hogan, subject to the same sun, wind and weather. Isn't
0: that awful? Isn't that oh, it's so awful. Because of this so-called curse of dark skin, the LDS church claimed God forbade blacks the Mormon priesthood, which remained in effect until 1978. It was then that Kimball announced that God had revealed that the priesthood was extended to all men regardless of race. Actually, it should never have been withheld because of race in the first place. God never changes, but Mormonism is always in some state of change. We have a quote from a speech that Brigham Young gave to the Utah State Legislature. Now, this is in our political history in 1852. The original spelling and grammar is included.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting how some of the Spelling and grammar yeah. was in there. He said, Suppose we summons them, summons them to appear here, and here declare that it is right to mingle our seed with the black race of Cain, that they shall come in with us and be partakers with us of all the blessings God has given to us. On that very day, an hour, we should do so. The priesthood is taken from this church and kingdom, and God leaves us to our fate. The moment we consent to mingle with the seed of Cain, the church must go to destruction. We should receive the curse which has been placed upon the seed of Cain and never more be numbered with the children of Adam who are heirs to the priesthood until that curse be removed.
0: That was to the legislature. (laughs) Whitehead, in his book, observes that, quote, A church cannot be true when it changes God's unchangeable laws. (laughs) Indeed, the change they made in 1978 makes a liar of God for having it there in the first place. True. And the apostle in August of of 1954, Mormon apostle Mark E. Peterson said this.
1: Yeah, he's got a few interesting quotes. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Now we are generous with the Negro. S.I.C. I would be willing to let every Negro drive a Cadillac if they could afford it, and I would be willing that they have all the advantages they can get out of life in the world. But let them enjoy these things among themselves. I think the Lord segregated the Negro, and who is man to change that segregation? What God hath separated, let not man bring together again. Oh,
0: that makes me cringe. He just... Re- uses yeah, it. And it was man who segregated. It wasn't that's, God who segregated. That's true. And and suddenly, all of a sudden, in 1978, their entire history of racism is just wiped clean, forgotten, denied, and written off as having been folklore after all. That's something. But the polygamists didn't buy into that. Actually, the LDS church was forced to find a way around their idea that the sons of Cain would never be given the priesthood. Racism had become a big negative against their global image. And they had to capitulate. What they had claimed as God's unchangeable truth was changeable after all. And they proved truth doesn't really matter to them. It wasn't useful. useful? (laughs) (laughs) But was it God who made the changes in the unchangeable and eternal doctrine? Or was the church forced to do an about-face in order to save face? We quote.
1: Again from Jim Whitehead's book, uh, Mormon Delusion. There was no explanation as to why God, who had previously categorically stated that Native Africans could not be given the priesthood until everyone else had been given the opportunity, agreed to withdraw the 6,000-year-old curse. Kimball simply said they had talked about it, prayed about it, and felt that it was time and it was right. They relied on the psychology of feelings after trying for a long time to convince themselves it was right and would be acceptable to God and to members. God didn't have to say in the matter in the end, or God didn't have a say, in the matter, in the end. His representatives simply said they felt good about it.
0: (laughs) And again, feelings, you know, that's normal in Mormonism. Feelings are often uh, more important to them than facts or biblical biblical truths. Research for truth is neglected, and feelings become the barometer for what they believe to be true. But God tells us to test everything. We are not to rely on feelings to validate truth. There are spirits at work to deceive us, and they know how to manipulate our feelings and lead us away from truth that is useful. We have quoted highly racist passages from the Book of Mormon, and it should convince any seeker that racism was and is foundational in the Mormon Church. It certainly does remain in Mormon polygamy groups, and uh, uh, this is the end of part one. We do have part two that we are going to have more racist passages, and those passages are going to come from more people, more teachers and leaders, but also from the Pearl of Great Price, Mm -hmm. which is in the Book of Abraham. Um, and which, you know, as I was going through this, I was thinking, perhaps we need to do, uh, years and years ago on TV20, we did a show on the Book of Abraham, but it might be time to revisit that uh, and, and wonder why the church, why the polygamist of Mormonism itself continues to hold on to the Pearl of Great Price, the Book of Abraham and all those, when it's proven yeah. that it's a false... Yeah, especially
1: the Book of Abraham. Uh, The Book of Abraham, especially, yeah, yeah. facsimiles and Mm
0: -hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's been
1: quite proven that it's uh, nothing more than a funeral text, and
0: and there's so much contradiction in the Book of Abraham uh, or the Pearl of Great Price compared to other, pardon me, other Mormon scriptures. Yeah, you know, the Book of Mormon says there's only one God. Yeah, and the Pearl Pearl of Great Price has. Many, uh, many many gods, yeah. and how can that be both the be true? The gods met in
1: council and that yeah. council
0: of gods, and yeah. so on. So, you know, just a few minutes. I I wanted to maybe take the time to uh, discuss your experience in uh, when you were in the Mormon Church. Mine, when I was in the polygamy group, the Book of Mormon. We were required to read it. They sure. taught it, yeah. and you were too, as in yeah. the in the Mormon. Did those racist passages ever jump out at
1: you? Well, I believe I believe they were true. That's the sad thing.
0: Did you ever wonder why you didn't see skin turn white?
1: No, I didn't I figured it was a lo- slower process than <laughs> than my than, young, had. <laughs> than my young days. But when we ever listed the signs of the times, you know, the things that we expected to to happen so when when Jesus was to come again the second time, I think that we always listed this giving getting the letting the blacks or the African-Americans get uh, get the priesthood. But it was, yeah, I th- there was just a built-in racism, and I know it affected a lot of people, certainly of the older generations. Right, and right. that really was kind of the mentality of, and, and as, like you've pointed out, though, God would never do this. This was mm-hmm. never his plan. These are his creations just as much as anyone yeah, and creation. that's
0: all I was raised with was that. But I remember I was about twelve years old, and I it, it bothered me. I don't know why it bothered me. It did me. bother you, the... And I so I asked my mom one time, well, why if God loves everybody that He made, why did He make the blacks? Why and, not, and then hate them after He made them? Yeah. And and she gave me some cockeyed answer that, that didn't make any sense to me. And you know, there things like that just didn't sit. Yeah. with me and I couldn't I didn't have the answer
1: well and our answer was always uh, the fact that they were fence sitters in the in the pre-existence mm-hmm. so they weren't as valiant as we were and and you and, were
0: taught that and we're going to talk I, I, about I that thought, in part two right, that, that particular topic
1: um, it's also the well kind of lost my train of thought there but uh, <laughs> sorry anyway. no that's okay <laughs> But yeah, so go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's okay. I just thought maybe that we would could kind of express yeah. this to our viewers uh, from a Mormon viewpoint, from a fundamentalist. I point.
1: do remember it's. I it was always funny to me because I kept thinking, well, I know God has a lot of different wives and so he must have a black wife to have black children and an asian wife to have asian children.
0: Oh really? He couldn't
1: ha- he oh. had to have a multiple of wives uh-huh. in order to have all these different children down here.
0: Oh, my thoughts never went down that you know, but that's uh, logical from No, yeah, I mean kept thinking, well, I can't
1: we all can't be from white moms, you know, white heavenly mothers. We mm. have to have he has to have a black wife and
0: But you can't mingle your seed and, and if we can't, if the humans can't mingle their seed, Neither why? Neither
1: can God. I mean,
0: why would God, you know? But then... Yeah, the,
1: I didn't think that through. They're are totally
0: illogical, whatever... Yeah.
1: Whatever it is, it's
0: illogical. Oh my word! Well, thanks, Earl. We got yeah. we've got more coming on this part two. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll be talking about some of this war in heaven stuff too. You know, critics claim that the Bible is racist. I've and I've certain pe- heard people come back with that idea, and they often quote passages where God has told the people not to admit or associate with certain nations. But those are not racist passages with promises of white skin for righteousness. They do not understand the con. when they categorize them as being racist. These nations that God forbade interactions were practicing horrible crimes. Child sacrifices, burning their children in the fire as a sacrifice, temple sex orgies, incest, multiple spouse marriages, adulteries, perverted justice, and so on. Skin color had nothing to do with it. In fact, if you study the genealogy of our Savior, you will discover his bloodline representation Represented many different nations and skin colors. The foot of His cross is level ground. Everyone can come to Him, but we all must come His way. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is
1: produced by a Shield and Refuge ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv.
0: If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us
1: at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.